stressful. Is it recording? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Apparently. Oh, it's been a while. <clears throat> it's been a very, very long time. Hello, bad and busy, and goodbye 2020. Yes. We just wanted to check in with you before the end of the year and give you a little update and talk about how everyone is pregnant or with a real-life child, me, including yours truly. <laughs> We might even do like one or two little minis depending on um, where we're at over the break. Yeah. But otherwise you can expect to hear us back in maybe late Jan or Feb. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got new music coming, okay. new segments and new guests. So it's going to be a ripper. Jeez. Before we kick off today's episode though, we have some announcements and some housekeeping. Please rate, review, and subscribe. It takes two seconds and it means a lot to us. So follow us on Instagram at listen to bad and busy and send us a DM if you so please because we're keen. Yeah, we're keen. Super keen. Um, okay, so an announcement. And mm. sorry about my voice. Throaty. My nasally throaty, throaty voice. It's not the COVID, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're thrilled to share... That our acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine guru, Liz, has launched a podcast with co-host and fellow traditional Chinese medicine practitioner, Georgia Fong. Mm -hmm. It is called Integrating Chinese Medicine with the Tao Health. And you can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Basically, it's an educational platform made for us to integrate Eastern practices and philosophy into our daily lives. So far, they've covered amenorrhea, understanding the seasons of the menstrual cycle, how cosmetic acupuncture is a natural Botox, and a topic that's fitting for today's episode, if acupuncture is safe during pregnancy. Mm. We've also done a few stories with our travel guide, Alice, from Cool Guides. You can go back and listen to her episode as well. Um, jump on over to, to jump on over to coolguides.site for some local Sydney-based getaways you could plan for this holiday season or... Some inspo for next year. Which we all need. Yes. Um, before we get into today's episode, though, anything anything you want to flag? Any? I was thinking, because we always take way too long when we're like, what's your top five? Doing, seeing, eating, oh, whatever. Yeah. But I was like. As in just quickly? Yeah. I was like, is there anything, I don't know, that you've been doing? So you want me to talk about the undoing? If you want. Or anything else. Um, what are you washing your hair with at the moment? Because it looks really good. Don't. No, I'm fucking serious. But you're going to shame me on the podcast. No. What it's is it? It's still Herbal Essence. <laughs> Maybe Herbal For Essence is really sake. good. All the silicon is trapped to my fibrous hair. Which one is it? Uh, I think it's like the original. So it's like that <sighs> yellow original clear pack. Wow. Maybe it's really good. No. But thank you. It's... Because you lose your hair postpartum, but... Um, My hair would... is falling out at the moment. Oh, right. So, like, in clumps, like, all over the bed, in the shower, in my hairbrush. Interesting. Massive. Mine's always been wonderful out in the shower. Mm. But thank you. It yeah, looks it's growing. Really good. Thank you. Oh, well, all right. Herbal well, essences. you tell me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was going to say, the undoing. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. We were, I, just, I don't know. I thought, because it's fresh. Well, I didn't look at this doc. Now I'm sprung. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, well, we'll talk about the undoing if anyone's watched it. And if you haven't watched it, you should. But there's probably going to be some spoilers. So skip through this if you haven't watched it. Yes. The Undoing is a six-part series that um, aired on Binge, which I've never heard of before mm. it came about. But we just watched it on Foxtel. 
Did you? How'd you watch it? I'm so. I know. I um just did a free trial with Binge, and I'll just like cancel. What it. is Binge? Is it like Stan? Yeah, oh. it's an app, so you can watch it through the internet as well. And I just did like a free month trial thing, and I'll and um, now you cancel it. And yeah. I'll cancel it. You got what you needed. Lol. I mean, there is actually good shows on there. Big Little Lies is on there as well, oh. so I could keep it. But then I've got Hey You, Stan, Netflix, Spotify. It's just a lot. Yeah. And That's I pay six. for all of it, and everyone yeah. just fucking uses my account. I don't even have a um a profile. I pay for all of them, but I'm the only one. I just use Mitch's profile. Like Mitch, Donna, Greg, Zoe all have profiles. Yeah. Me. <sighs> Rude. Um, yeah. So it's got Nicole Kidman in it. Hugh, mm-hmm. what's his name? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. And anyone else? Yeah, I don't know who it is, but the guy that plays her dad. Oh, yes. Big guy. How about I do the Undine cast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's come up with Nicole's Donald dad. Donald Sutherland. <laughs> Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Is he Australian? Surely not. The last name's Sutherland. Surely not. I've never... I've seen him before, but I don't think he's well into it. But he's a someone. Oh, no, wait. That's his actual... His name is... Oh, yeah, Donald Sutherland. Canadian. Oh, okay. He's had eight Golden Globe nominations. Wow. Interesting. Well, I'd hate to say it because I don't know why I have this thing about um, Nicole, but she was a co-producer or something uh, on it. But anything that she's been making lately, because she's in on that Leanne Moriarty stuff, yeah, has been really good. Yeah, like, I really liked good. it. Yeah, I really liked it too. It's So it's a psychological thriller, but then it kind of feels like Big Little Lies vibes. Yeah. And um, Mitch started watching like episode one and I could get that vibe from episode one he thought it was gonna be very scary and like jolty and shock you but it doesn't it's not meant to you're not meant to be scared no but the whole like it's very weird her murder scene and the face oh disc- i could every time really i saw her come up i just had to close my eyes because that yeah was gonna come. that like i, I don't think do that. that could that needed to be there no, like they could not at all yeah that was the whole face a wild yeah fuck it was scary i was um but i just thought that they like I loved the plot, the storyline, and you kept guessing. And yes, there's so many good different characters, and I just binged it so quickly. Every time um, that something else happened in an episode where they were looking like to pin it on someone, I was like, it's for sure him mm. or her. Yeah, fuck, but it was good. Anyway, so you should watch it. I know we're talking in circles, but I don't really want to ruin it for you. No, yeah, we said there'd be spoilers, but forget about it. Just watch. Forget, it. forget about it. I have a wine recommendation. Tell me. So we went to the Hunter Valley for my mum and dad's That's late right. 60th birthday, a surprise, and we stayed at Harkham Wines, and it's like the only natural winery in the Hunter, and um, we bought back lots of wine from there, and this one is called Aziz's Semion. Mm. It's $35. You can buy it from harkhamwine.com.au, and it's really good. Mm. So I recommend that. What's a Semion? Semion is, is white. white. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, I'll, you know what? You tell Sorry. me. It's a grape, mm. golden skinned grape, and it's used to make dry and sweet white wine. Like that. Like Mostly that. in France and Australia. Fair enough. So it was delish. It is delish. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, if we don't have any more. I know. Apart from the fact that Christmas is coming. I know. Um, and we're in December, and it's super scary. Mm. And everyone thinks that come January 1st, 
hopefully our lives will be back to normal. But I did hear that, um, just a side note, that the head of Qantas, Alan Joyce, was saying that because of this vaccine for COVID, they will most likely not even do travel bubbles. They'll just open everything up. Well, I don't know how I feel about the vaccine because it's I'm clearly... I'm not going to let Rooney get it. No, and I don't even think I want to get it. Like, it's obviously... A trial still. A massive political, financial issue. And I feel like there hasn't been enough health research and long-term mm. research into the vaccine and, like, what's in it. Mm. It's just, like, who can get there at the finish line for politics and financial gain. Like, mm. I don't know that I would want to be... Like, unless I was desperate to go... If I had family members overseas and it was the only option, then I would definitely consider it, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm not into the get it or don't travel thing. Yeah, I feel like we could wait a, f- a while and see what comes of it. Plus, depending on where you're desperate to get to, like, if you're desperate to get anywhere in the US, I still wouldn't probably go because it's rampant. Yeah. They're fast. The US, US, at the least UK also. Yes! That's a good sign. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. If he leaves. Because he ain't leaving. Did you see this? <laughs> Have you seen, so every year Melania does, um, like, decorates the White House for the Christmas stuff, right? She said that she hates. Yeah. And yeah. she got caught on, like, her one of her staff members recording her being like, fuck this, who gives a fuck about Christmas, rah, rah, rah. And so you, it, there's like a, an Instagram account, I'll put it up on um, our Instagram. And it showed, like, what she'd done the past few years or whatever. And that it's quite, like, full on. And then some of them are, like, really weird and whatever. And then this year she literally decorated, instead of, like, decorating the Great Hall of the White House and, like, spending, you know, crazy amount of money, she just did, like, um, a train going on, like, the dining room table or something with, like, these shit, like, fake... Look, um, she's in a shit things. mood this yeah, year, Yeah, she's <laughs> like, you know what, fuck you and fuck you Christmas. I'm not giving you nothing to report. <laughs> I was like, that's wild, but, you know, fair enough. So, I wonder if she's going to um, run away now. I think so. Like, is she over it? I think so. I am um, looking forward to somebody asking her if her outfits were strategic. Yeah, like that military that look. That Zara. And the Zara. Yeah, the military look, and then um, she wore this outfit that was from, like, not from... Pretty much identical what they wear in that Handmaid's Tale um, show, that green coat. I just feel like she's bow. a bit dumb. I think so too, and I think someone's taking her for a ride. Yeah, and she's but just also the Zara. It was a Zara jacket, the yeah. one that says "I don't really give a fuck." Yeah, like wow, well, and, Calm and down. you can't wear, like you can't wear that. No, you're fuck? the first lady. It's yeah. And I mean, not to mention, what did she wear? Like a thirty-five thousand note. I think it was more, like a sixty-five, sixty thousand dollar like Gucci jacket or something ridiculous. You know, when half the country's in yes. fucking poverty and can't feed their kids. And she um, was going to like on the not campaign trail, but when she was going out visiting as a first lady, she would never take off her stilettos, and they were like, "Wear sneakers." Yeah, like, when she like got on the wherever she was. Yeah, yeah, they were going. Were they going to visit like somewhere? I don't know. Remote. Yeah, and she got world. on like the, <laughs> the private jet. The private jet in like six inch Louboutins. No, like, like give it a rest. <laughs> You're a, like a beautiful, fashionable woman. That's fine, but you can throw on a pair of flats. Or wear boots. Like, yeah, wear boots. Do boots or something. Or like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to rip on you, but. Mm. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> you and I aren't the best to talk about politics. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know.
know anything about yeah, it. I'm like, Ugh. I was like, Trump's out. And everyone's like, oh, you know, it's not that good for the economy. Like, I'm like, is it? Is it? Yeah, I'm not sure. But what about humankind? <laughs> like, he's actually disgusting. But they're very worried that he's now going to spill. <clears throat> everyone thinks that he's going to be assassinated in the next year or two because he is threatening to spill all these, all these secrets that they get privy uh, to when they're... Surely he was not given access. Everything. <laughs> yeah, like they would just know, like he just couldn't. You tweet too much about or it. Or they'd give him like fake. They'd just be like, this is fake. Let's just tell him that it's real. What's whatever. great now is that Twitter, and I know it has been in for a while, but also I think Instagram does as well. When he tweets about something, Twitter's like, this tweet, you know, is false. Like, it's oh, not correct. When they he's verify, like, like, yeah, when he's like, they've rigged the election. When the tweet oh, yeah, goes up, Twitter that. is like, this statement is not true. Blah, blah, blah. Really? That's wild. Yeah. Hey? yeah that I'm glad they're kind of um, moderating him. Yeah. He could have easily just bowed out and, you know, been like, all right, well, we had a good year, a good few years or whatever, like two terms. Thank you very much. He's the epitome like, blah, blah, blah. of I ain't leaving. Yeah. And like, is so like into himself that he can't. He just believes that every, everything is not real. My mum was saying something, favor. like being like, I cannot believe he's like this. And I was like, imagining, imagining, imagine loving yourself that, that much. Like but that nothing you happen. say is wrong. Yeah. Everyone else is wrong. That would never happen in Australia. I guess not. We would just never let that shit fly. Like, no, they... we criticise every single leader and like. I know, we rip them to shreds. And but he's, he's supporters are wild yeah i don't feel it's like a cult i i have never i don't and we don't and that's the other thing with our country i don't feel like people are like religiously look up to any pm no but also political figure ever i feel like americans are very easily yeah persuaded yeah Yeah. so true they're very they need and and i guess like they are like that culturally and religiously as well like they need something else to look up to like mm, patriotic think, yeah mm. and if you think about all of the religions that they have compared to what we have like for example if you're watching real housewives of salt lake city like a lot of those women were like mormons but aren't anymore but there's a woman on there who's um way I'm to make it sure. one for the people Kels. yeah i'm not sure what um religion she is but she is like a female pastor and they are part of that religion where they like um, heal you like vice yelling at you and like suck the devil out of you or whatever. Interesting. And exorcism. Yeah, yeah. whatever it's called. Maybe not yeah. that, but yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, we, we just aren't, I don't know, we just don't have We're that. We're not here. like that. I, I mean, mean, unless you, I live we in don't Burbs know. So, I we don't know, even know shelter. how to get onto the dark web. Yeah, like, no. there's probably heaps of shit going yeah. on. I'm like, I'm Catholic, but you know, I'm overdue. Yeah, right. Very overdue. Anyway, fuck, this is about pregnancy, so. <laughs> I hope you're still listening. Yeah. Uh, cue the music. <clears throat> so pandemic babies are real. It seems like everyone is pregnant or has just had a baby. Steph yeah. Claire Smith, Jacinta Franklin, now pregnant with a second. Mm. Elise Knowles, Ksenia, Gigi, Mandy Moore, Romy. What's, who's Romy's street? She's a Victoria's Secret angel. Get around it. Sophie T, <laughs> Ashley Graham, Elska, oh, Elska? <laughs> <laughs> Elsa Hosk. Elsa Hosk. And a handful of our close friends yeah. and moi. I remember one, I remember last week 
um, a friend told me she was pregnant mm -hmm. and then someone I followed on Instagram announced theirs and then I got an email from a work colleague telling me she had just found out that she was also pregnant and this was like all in the space of two hours and I was like what the fuck so strange that you say that though because I accidentally logged into my accidentally logged into my work emails and um, oh. all I get is like you know someone's leaving early but then there was another pregnancy announcement that a, a lady's having a baby oh. girl in may and i was like what is in the water yeah and i was talking to liz about this actually because i saw her yesterday mm -hmm. and she was like because i was a bit because i don't know when everyone around you is getting pregnant and then you go am i leave am i like falling behind or am i doing something wrong no. like should i be pregnant and especially when they're all like in your same age group i, I just can't and like i've been with jordan for so long you just kind of freak out of being like what's my life path or whatever and she was like but she's like don't worry i've been doing the same way and she said but i've been thinking about this she goes it's really weird and i was like what and she's like the um daycare will be so full <laughs> because of all the pandemic babes and i was like true she's like so that's one less thing you have to worry about and i was like what is going through <laughs> the daycare the roads the classes you'll never get your kids yep. in the ballet lessons no it's just gonna be there's gonna be too many babies look guys i would love to say like, that mine's not a covid baby no, but she falls in with everyone no she'll be a year before but what did they call what, not the, what was that spy oh the baby, baby boomers, boomers. Duh, it's like in the what name what was that um so i feel like this is this baby boom baby of our generation correct yeah. yes everyone's just i do find it very funny and bumping. that in a pandemic you all got dirty yeah steph you recently as we know have given birth to your beautiful baby girl mm -hmm. rooney in case listeners didn't know because we really didn't talk about your pregnancy pregnancy at all <laughs> um tell us what is her name? Are you identifying her as a female? How old is she now? How is she going? What's the story? I love these questions. <laughs> um, but yep, time is absolutely flying. I gave birth to my beautiful baby girl in September and we're already in December. So she's 12 weeks old and we had quite a long names list, which you can attest to. Mm -hmm. Like it was ridiculous. When everyone asked me, I showed them my notes like and scrolled really fast because it was so long. Um, but we decided together on the name Rooney Marlowe May. Rooney is a Gaelic name, which means descendant of the champion. Not that we're saying that we're champions. <laughs> and Marlowe was Mitch's pick out of the list, which Cute. I think suits beautifully. Yeah. And her third name, because I've got to be that person where my child has three names, is a traditional choice, May, which is the name of Mitch's maternal grandma, and its meaning is goddess of springtime, and she's mm. born in springtime and anyway. she's a beautiful baba. Um, so choosing a name for your baby is quite a hard task, in my opinion, and I was adamant that I wanted a strong name that wasn't overly femme. Mm. Um, like, I didn't want a traditional girl's name. A unisex name is beautiful. We identify her as a female, to answer your question. A strong woman, but I won't be pushing any identities or opinions onto her. Mitchell and myself are fairly laid back, and although she's my first bub, I think this is a big reason she's a, been such a chill bub, mm. um, even though she's her own person. For now, she's our baby Rue. Yes. So, like, I do get when I run into people and they say, what's its name? And you say Rooney. They're confused, like, if it's a boy or girl. Mm. But doesn't bother me I wanted like a no I didn't want a gender neutral name I just didn't want like a Samantha or a yeah you Lauren know or something but I think Rooney is a female name like more femme than male right yeah I ran I didn't run into someone like someone on the street 
said, what's her name? And I said, Rooney Marlowe May. And they were like, interesting. Rooney and Marlowe are like unisex names. And like May could be unisex. Don't think so. But when you Google it. I guess like surfy people. Could they I mean, Kelsey is a man and a woman's name, which Kelsey Grammar. Very strange. Wild, hey, Kelsey. <laughs> Kelsey. Um, <laughs> but the reason I ask the gender question is because I'm sure many of us have read the Vogue article Emily Ratajkowski mm-hmm. wrote after announcing her pregnancy. So she writes, "When my husband and I tell friends that I'm pregnant, their first question after congratulations is almost always." Do you know what you want? We like to respond that we don't know the gender until a child. We won't know the gender until a child is eighteen, and that they'll let us know then. Everyone laughs at this. However, there is a truth to our line, though one that hints at possibilities that are much more complex than whatever genitalia our child might be born with. The truth that we ultimately have no idea who, or rather than what, is growing inside my belly. So, firstly. Who asks someone, do you Mm. know what you want? Isn't it always, do you know what you're having? Which sure may be equally outdated these days. But why would you say, do you know what you want? I've never heard that. Did you get asked that? No, do you know what you want? No, because I guess I'm just happy I'm pregnant. I think then that makes women think like, oh, yeah, a boy. And then that's what you want. So then when you get a girl, get a girl. When you have a girl, I think they're pushing a disappointment on you. Very strange. It's too late. I'm pregnant. I don't know what I want. If I ask my girlfriends who aren't pregnant, what did you want in a family? And they say three boys. Fair Mm. enough. When you're pregnant, it's done and dusted. Yeah. I just feel like I would never ask someone, do you know what you want? I would ask, do you know what you're having? And then either way, be like super ecstatic and stoked. But yeah, that's weird. I agree, but the do you know what you're having question or do you know what you want question these days, seeing as Emily Ratajkowski is very gender neutral, Mm. um, it still feels invasive. Any question in this time, it's just, I guess, not that I've come across any friends that are like Emily Ratajkowski where they're very set in their ways. I just feel it's a little invasive. But Mm. she goes on to say, I like the idea of forcing as few gender stereotypes on my child as possible, but no matter how progressive I may hope to be, I understand the desire to know the gender of our fetus. It feels like the first real opportunity to glimpse who they might be. As my body changes in bizarre and unfamiliar ways, it's comforting to obtain any information that might make what's coming feel more real. Fair enough. Mm. What was your experience like with Rue? Like you obviously found... Well, not obviously, because it's not obvious to other people, but it's obvious I mean, to, to me. you. <laughs> you found out the sex, so we always knew, like, that you were having a girl, and we. I mean, we I accidentally told you. Well, um, but can I ask you why you wanted to know, and how, or if it changed? I mean, not that you might know, but did it change your perception of being pregnant, or how the experience was? Um. Look. I think it was really important for Mitch and myself to prepare and digest what was coming. Perhaps if we have more children, we'll keep it a surprise because we're fairly prepared for what to expect Mm. or what comes with a baby. But I definitely think it was to try and feel in control. And I don't mean to prepare paint colours because gone are the days of painting the nursery. Blues (laughs) for boy, pinks for girls and yellow for a surprise. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But even if you are a traditionalist, there's new wave of baby neutrals and neutral nurseries and whatnot 
but more in the way of mentally sitting in a space of how our life will look with a daughter. Um, and throughout my pregnancy, I let the gender become an issue for me. And it's been a massive learning curve, as you would know, mm. because as someone who will openly admit to having tunnel vision for a son and a boy, and I feel really emotional. I'm going to cry too. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't prepared. <laughs> Why is this still an issue? <laughs> Um, yeah, I just had tunnel vision for a boy. I went through a roller coaster of emotions when I was blessed with a baby girl. Um, and I won't go as far to say that her gender will be decided when she turns 18, but I hope that as her parents, Mitch and I will be receptive to any changes or choices or conversations that Rooney wishes to bring to the Mm. table. Um, and gender reveal parties, I think each to their own. In hindsight, I personally think celebrating a gender and seeing your friends and family be overly excited for blue or pink um, confetti is distasteful. But that's my personal opinion. It's just I feel like it makes people happy and disappointed all in the same moment where a baby is something to be celebrated because all babies are beautiful. But please know that is my opinion, as I said, in hindsight. I didn't have a gender reveal party or any sort of party to celebrate Rooney's gender, and I'm glad that I kept my own reaction fairly private. But Emily Ratajkowski pens, to be perfectly honest, I tell my husband over dinner, I'm not sure that I even know that I want a girl. I guess I'd just never really thought about having a boy before. Mm. Totally fine. Yeah, I think as we... I don't know, like, I guess you never know how you feel until you're in that situation, but it is so true. Like, I have always thought I want three boys and... And I think you still think it's a surface level thing, which it totally could be, and you'd be happy with no matter what baby. But I think... Once you're in the position. Once you're in it, maybe deep down you've embedded it so hard that you'd be disappointed. So true. And I think... You're right. Like you picture like certain stages of your life, like with even, your kids. Like yeah. yesterday, Jordan and I went down to Daruk and we had a picnic, and he was like, "I can't wait to come down here and do this with our kids or whatever." And I immediately like you visualize sure. what that looks like. Yeah. And you know, if it's two boys, For now you're, one boy and girl, yeah. whatever. But then you just don't know. I don't know. It's really I know. Weird. I love that Jordan said. That. I know. Me too. I was like, stop it. Stop and I, me cry. I know, and I'm like, I'm already like so like clucky because everyone's fucking pregnant. <laughs> but like, I have, I, like, we keep saying, like, you oh, have yeah. your beautiful. I'm like, babies. I have Ruth. Yeah, Ruth's my girl. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't know. It's weird, I and I, it's. I feel like when you like, I when you get to your late twenties, like, obviously it becomes like more apparent or whatever, and everyone is different and. Obviously, that might hit you in your 30s or maybe you don't even want kids and that's totally fine as well. But I think if you do want kids, it's really strange how that maternal switch just happens overnight. Literally. Like, I think when we found out, like, I was so upset but so happy at the same time. And then I remember, like, a week later, like, I was in the – we went out and we were drunk and Jordan and I, like, sitting in the pantry and I was just crying. And I was like, I want to have a baby. Like, I want a baby now. And he was like, who are you? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know, but something has changed Yeah, and he was like, well, it's not going to happen. And I was like, I know, but I was so – it was, like, literally like a switch. Weird. And then I kept seeing babies or I'd see babies and I, like, couldn't stop looking. And then I'd be like, look at that baby. And he's like, can you fucking calm down? I think, like, in our group of friends, no babies. 
And then when I found out I was pregnant, then it brought it too mm. close to home because like there are groups of girls that we know with babies yeah. and I never felt like I wanted to be like them. Yeah. But if you had told me you were pregnant, I'd be like, yeah. I want one. I've got to have one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's not because we compete with each other. <laughs> I've just got to have, have one. Must have oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like slowly more people mm. like having babies. And or- yes, I think because it's, closer to your circle then it mm. feels like you're saturated and, and bombarded with babies and baby announcements and yes our feeds are bombarded with yeah. baby announcements but it is the time that we're in like it's, a baby boom it's funny as well like um because a lot of my friends are guys and on the weekend we had one of our mates birthdays yes. and one of our other good close girlfriends has recently fallen pregnant and told them as well and we went to the birthday and I wasn't drinking because I just couldn't be bothered and I was coming home early with her and I just didn't, I was just like not into it. And um, then they were all like, oh my God, are you pregnant too? And then they're like, what the fuck? Then they, I could see that they were freaking we're out. Were ticking in like, their heads. Yeah. yeah they were all like, the same age. These are all my exactly. friends. And I've ne- you don't usually see that with guys. And, and a lot like, of those guys are single. Yeah. They're all single. They're living like this. Power to them. Life. And I was like. <laughs> If I was you, like, if I was a man, like, I wouldn't, you wouldn't, it's a completely different issue. For women, I feel like now we know how hard it is for fertility. Yeah. And the pressure is really on us when it shouldn't be because I've recently learned that sperm count is a massive deal in itself. Mm. Um, but they, it was interesting to watch it from that perspective, which I've never thought about before. It wasn't where a they joke. Went, it was like, oh, fuck. Like, everyone's, and they, they got that still, they got that feeling like a wee being left behind. I was like, I'm not pregnant, calm down, I'm just not drinking. And like you said, being left behind, it's not like the whole trust the timing of your life thing, yeah. but it's very hard when you have a close friend circle and you, and you wish when you project and look at your life that you want, mm. you would like your kids to grow up together and, yeah whatnot but a few years difference is fine totally <laughs> it's okay look uh, rue will be the fucking she'll be nanny the bitch. look when she's 15 she'll be our babysitter okay well our no, babysitter. Like that, wait long, that long that's no. way too long 15 I mean, years i'll be like to look after like an eight-year-old okay yeah. a 10-year-old i don't know yeah okay. can 12-year-olds be left alone yeah well when she's 12 she'll be fine <laughs> don't call docs on me i don't know She'll be right. Um, <sighs> okay, so ER also writes about <clears throat> all the opinions people had about the gender of the of babies, which I think is interesting as well because I do this too, which obviously I have no idea about, but I've just heard. But like boys sit lower, girls take your beauty, girls make you crave sweets, mm-hmm. which who knows if they're actually even all true. But she wrote, um, hello. Hi. Yeah. You can come in. What do you want? That's okay. okay. Can you iron my shirt? Thank you. This wine's going down a treat know, now. Isn't it? Okay, so this wine, guys, is Yugen, Y-U-G-E-N, Morning Star. I think it's lovely. It says 2020. That's corrupt. Mood. Mood. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay, so she wrote, I don't necessarily fault anyone for these generalizations. A lot of our life experiences are gendered and it would be dishonest to try to deny the reality of many of them. But I don't like that we force gender-based preconceptions onto people, let alone babies. I want to be a parent who allows my child to show themselves to me. And yet I realise that while I may hope my child can determine their own place in the world, they will, no matter what, be faced with the undeniable constraints 
and constructions of gender before they can speak or hell even be born. And I never really thought about this, but like moving on from sex, like I guess that kind of only would matter. I mean, not only would matter, but matters more if you're, if you feel like you're trapped in the wrong sex. I feel uncomfortable in the way she speaks about it. Um, I think she's, I think she's putting a lot of pressure. I know that there's pressure. If you feel like you're trapped in the wrong body, that's one issue. Yeah. But now she's saying that she will wait for her child to make the decision. But I feel like she's putting pressure on her child yeah. to make a decision yeah. when they were born female or male. Yeah, I agree. Why did they need to decide? Like, and I think you, you know, like you can be like, you want to be a girl, that's fine. But I think in these days and age, like you're exactly right. Like we don't paint the room pink or blue yeah. or you're not dressed in blue you're or pink. You're still whoever you, you want to be. You can play whatever sport you want to be. You can be a CEO, like girl bosses, all this yeah, shit. Yeah, like, I'm not feeling not... the yeah. – and yet we could have – gender privilege if that's a thing yeah we're not feeling the pressures that she seems to think are there we don't have or i don't feel like as a mum that there will be gender-based preconception in the way i bring up rooney no i don't think so either and i think because you listen to them anyway that could also be because of where we feel like we sit in society and within yeah. our own community, whereas she – I think her story is completely different within, like – I find her, like, a really challenging person to be on side with because I am quite traditional in the way that I see my body as a female. I feel like all the power to you and I want mm. – her to do what she wants to do and be free to, you know, get her boobs out. And that's obviously not going to go well with people, but you literally sell your body like sex sells. And she knows that. And she has based her business business off that. And the whole, like, no, it's art. And like, I'm a Mm. feminist thing. Like, it's hard to her, sell now. I don't know, it's really just hard to like get on board with that when maybe I'm trapped in a time work, but time warp, but I just, you're using your body, which is fine, to, like, benefit yourself for financial gain and to be famous. And now you're – then you came out as a feminist and now she's a fabulous writer. Like, yeah. you know, she, and she's obviously very, very smart and, you know, culturally sensitive and she gets it. And I just – I'm very traditional in the way that, like, I would never get naked in front of a camera and put it on my Instagram when I'm married mm. and then – half my Instagram followers are dirty old men. I just, I just, I don't know. It just wigs me out. Yeah. Maybe I need to educate myself. No, I just think that she is in the club with some things and she's out of the club with others. Yeah. But look, I mean, I think it's good that she brings it to light, but moving on from opinion. (laughs) Exactly. And moving on from the sex, um, I want to know, I think most people want to know, um, You're about like pregnancy. So like, did anything scare you? Were you surprised at how strong your body is? Like what? I think, I feel like you had an easy pregnancy. Yeah. And I think during pregnancy or before I fell pregnant, I was interested in other people's stories because everyone was like, oh, we did this and you wait till you can't breathe and you can't walk upstairs and you can't bend down and pick something up. Like if you drop your pen, blah, blah, blah. But I feel super lucky and I used the words spoilt brat a lot with how easy, in inverted commas, my pregnancy was Mm. because 
I had a lot of, not a lot, I had some people around me that were pregnant at the same time and some people that I worked with and they had a hard time with yeah. it or, you know, they had a lot of morning sickness and whatnot. And it's not lost on me how many women struggle throughout pregnancy and with pregnancy loss. And so I don't feel the need to go on and on about how pregnancy suited me. Um, I thanked my body a lot during my pregnancy and I thanked my baby a lot for being kind on my body because a lot of women that you run into are like, oh, have you been sick? How Mm. are you sleeping? Is your back really sore? Like, are you Mm. getting these aches? Do you have sciatica? Like, and I just had nothing. Yeah. Which isn't a, it's just lucky. It Mm. could be in your genes. It could be in the way that you're, your skeletal system is yeah. built that nothing shifts. Like I just don't want to harp on and on about how it didn't affect me, which is great. It's lucky. And I very much so loved my belly in my pregnancy and I miss it even though that I have Rue. Um, I miss my belly and I miss her kicking. Aww, <laughs> I know. Really even though she's like in front of me and she's I have her. She's kicking you in the face. She's putting her dooties she's in her She's kicking me out the door. Um, yeah, I miss it. Aww. I know. You'll do it again. Yeah, I, I tried to do it again. Yeah. Can't get better than Woo. No. <sighs> You're both baby. Yeah. I know, it's crazy. I and I think the other thing is um, that I was going to – we could do a whole episode on this, but there's, like, obviously with Chrissy Teigen and then Nicky oh, Markle, yeah. like, everyone coming out on miscarriage, um, which I have a lot of opinion on and a lot of thoughts, which I shouldn't, but – I mean, they're not good and bad, but I just, I think it's good that it's coming to light. I, I don't understand. There are the whole, a lot of arguments for it yeah. to not be so public. No, I, I think it should be public and I don't understand why people have never felt like they could, could be share. comfortable enough to share. And I think Chrissy Teen really paved the way for Um. Okay, so what about the birth and post-birth experience um so our last episode which i think was going to be like our last episode of 2020 Mm. like a sign off i was like don't judge me i could be one of these people that's like oh yeah remember when i was like i want to do the bath and i want to do everything but then the pain could be too much and i could opt in for an epi um yeah so give us an update so my birth surprised me in that it was a slow burn to start kind of like i didn't think it was time it didn't feel like it was actually time it was um pretty much on her due date I started having pain so she was born two days after her due date yeah because I remember we went to ham yes when is the baby and you were coming? like you're really cramping that bad and I was yeah like, you yes. were cramping so bad yes so that's the pain I was having like crampy pain um but nothing that I couldn't breathe my th- way yeah, through like good. I was talking to you guys and also I loved the bath which was helping me that's good but it was like a switch flicked on inside me and it was go time which was happening two days later um and my mum came over which was so nice like my mum came over and I was bouncing on my ball and Mitch had to go and just run an errand for work and I was like nothing's happening I just need my mum here blah blah and then like it was like a flick uh, a switch flicked and I had a full-on contraction and my mum, like, went to hug me through it and I was just like, get off me. Oh. I was so, what like. Is a, what's a contraction feel like? Um, it's definitely true what they say about your mind blacking out and not oh. remembering everything. But it's, like, the deepest pain, like. I've heard it's, like, period pain times 10. Yeah. So it's, like, like a deep internal dirty... organ kind of, okay. yeah. Holy shit. And you literally just scream through it but 
like you were like I don't I mean I can't tell you what it was like but um you literally sound like a banshee like at the deep because when all these women are like the noises you make are so primal I'm yeah, like foul what the fuck yeah they <laughs> <laughs> it's so true like you're not a fucking primal bear. right like, but they are they literally <laughs> come from so deep like I was on the side of the bed like hot. They had to put the epi in me. I'm skipping through my story, but quickly when they had to put the epi in me, you need to stay really still and mm. sit on the side of the bed. So they were like, Mitch, hold her hands, and she's oh leaning God, over, blah, blah, blah. Oh and I was squeezing Mitchell's hands. I was like, oh, like God. primal. Yeah. And was he like, this is disgusting? No, yeah. no. Mitch like... literally was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> no. But it's it exactly how you see in the movies. I was screaming and the pain, the contractions, and I can't help but laugh thinking about how Mitch must have felt <laughs> yeah. listening to me howl oh like God. a banshee. Because even though you're in a birthing suite, I re- all the fucking hallways would have heard me. Oh, like, 100%. and I was apologizing no. oh. to the midwife and to the um, after I had my epi, I was apologizing to the doctor lady that oh. gave me the epi. Because I was like, I'm sorry, I must have sounded crazy. And she's like, you are fine. Like, they listen to that fucking howl all day long. And I think it's really good for men, I'm not a feminist, to but see that it's an actual painful like, experience. Is, like, yeah, and to it's see no like, that side of things. Like, yeah. I think they, I don't know. I mean, Especially there are many guys, women like, and they many. Get away with- Murder. They do fuck all. There are many women who told me about their birthing experience that was fine, and they were like, "Oh, I just felt like a pain," and then I asked the epi, and then I felt nothing, and blah blah. blah. Yes, post epi, I was taking photos of where they'd weigh the baby. I said to Mitchell, "What are you doing on your phone? You need to document this. Like you're not high, but you're happy as because you're like you know can't feel a thing. Mm. Taking photos of where they'd weigh her, taking photos." you know, of the room, just oh my God. taking selfies, sent it to a work colleague. Oh, my God. Um, but it truly is an out-of-body experience, and I opted for an epidural, like I said. And, again, sport bat, rat syndrome. The midwives kept telling me how much the baby was helping her mama, doing all the right things. Rooney wriggled all the way down into all the right positions and she was such a good girl, as she, I keep telling her, she's always every day the of her life. Girl. The best baby girl. But as a result of her positioning, once it was time to push, I only had to push about five times, which wasn't even ten minutes. Wow. Um, and she was earth side with us. Mm, Legit, like, we filmed it and I was, we both, like, cried so oh, hard. I've seen that. Yeah, I'll show it to you. Oh, my God, don't. I'm going to cry already. All you can hear is both. Oh, I'm crying. Fuck you, God. I have goosebumps. I know. It was crazy. <laughs> it was very nice. Um, but um, as a result of her help, thank you, God, for Rue um, and time pushing, <laughs> being so quick. My postpartum recovery has been textbook, mm. so my ab separation is completely closed. I'm such a sport rat. I know. What the hell? And what my, did you do in a previous life? And my pelvic floor is almost back to pre-birth, and the GP even commented <laughs> that I must put this in here for Ali. Yeah, I told yeah. Kelsey, she's like, what? <laughs> the GP even commented that I don't internally look like a woman who birthed a baby. I just could not be happier, but like... <laughs> She goes, um, wait, did you give birth vaginally? Like, yeah, she's like, oh, my God. The doctor was like, vaginally? I go, yeah. She was not 
C-section. <laughs> I was like, what? Why? She's like, it just does not look like a woman that has had a birth. <laughs> That's what you want, right? Because I think all those dates helped and like the pelvic floor exercises and that little balloon thing shoved up there. <laughs> so I love that everyone's like, you're so lucky. But maybe my six dates a day, my I balloon, think... my acupuncture. Yeah. 100%. The prep that you did helps post. I was hell-bent on prep. And yeah, seeing the, the female physio yeah. who gave me exercise yes. and told all me where kegels. I need to be. Yep. Do your Kegels, gals. Yep. Do all the prep and you may <laughs> just be lucky, you know. Wild. <laughs> <clears throat> um. All right. So now that Rue is 12 weeks old, mm. how are you going? How are you feeling? Both mentally and well, we know your vaginas. Good, so. <laughs> Physically. <laughs> so personally, I think I'm doing a damn Me good too. job. Mitch and I both are. I think you both are. And everyone... I, to be honest, I need to jump in and say, and I keep telling this to everybody, I'm like so surprised. Not surprised, but like I just... I think Jordan and I were like, fuck, like we don't know. Like I, I don't know. I just didn't know how it would go but I've been pleasantly and so proud of both of you like just how quick you have adapted and like so easy going like you just come in you whip out like you just whip out your boob boob. like you both just are so easy going and quick and like it feels like you've had like 10 kids it's so nice that you say that I tell everyone that like how they're going I'm like I'm like they've had 10 children like they just know I'm like you're so easy going and you're not precious and I don't know. I'm just really proud of both of you. Thank no, you. No, I, I tell everyone that. I'm like, it's weird. When I changed a nappy, Kelsey was like, fuck, it looks like you've changed a hundred Yeah. Nappies. But I don't know. It must be this maternal switch <laughs> yeah. that goes off. Because I'm like winging it, but I look like a natural. No, you are. Um, But so Rooney, just by being herself, is helping in this process of allowing me to relax a little and be more laid back. Because I still think pre I'm... I feel like a very high-strung person, or I must. I don't think you are at all. Okay, good. Not at all. I never thought that. (laughs) Oh, good. I would tell you too. Driving here, I was like, Mitchell, I am so anxious, and it's about having, like, fucking wine. But anyway. No. Um, But mentally, I feel dumb. So this is where it's hard. Mentally, I feel dumb. I've lost my confidence in my identity and ability. I know. I feel like I'm going to cry. Really? An ability to hold long and deep conversation, which I love. But like, we're doing that right now. I'm drinking wine. It's a big unlocker, like, for yeah. my brain. But, you know, 9 a.m. on a Tuesday, if someone comes over, it's like, yeah. No, yeah. I don't feel like that at all. I feel like when I came over the other week, this week. Oh, I felt dumb ass. No, I feel I like just normal. have so much to say and yet my brain's like, I think you need to cut yourself some slack. Like it's only been twelve weeks, yeah. and you know, I thought that you were amazing. And like, also, I'm the one that doesn't have the baby, and you were doing all the work. And you were like, <laughs> okay. can you just feed her? And I, and then she started crying. And you were like, just give it to me. And then you just took her and you propped a pillow under her head, and then you just like put the bottle in her mouth. Also, Rooney is like, she's not twelve. Is she twelve weeks? Not yet. yesterday. Yesterday. Okay, yesterday. so she was eleven weeks. 
last week and like she can hold the bottle in her own mouth no no she can't can. she literally does it and she holds it and she's like bitch i'll do it myself she looks at you like you're so dumb she listens to our conversations and she's like these bitches and i said to <laughs> Steph, i was like what if your baby's like a genius baby and needs to go to like some elite i school? said mitchell would not cope what are we gonna do like to imagine her. when we have to like take her to like parent teacher as if i'm coming and you go to this genius school and she's like you know making some like cure for cancer and we're like her parents and then we're what are you drunk saying about like my child yeah, yeah. <laughs> she hates us but I love myself <laughs> um but yeah no I just feel like even Mitch who would be like Steph how do you spell such and such and I spelt it and I was like that's wrong mm. and I pride myself on my vocab and my spelling but you have baby brain still physically oh, I've yeah. just started training again last week and I'm loving that time for myself and reconnecting with my body because it's a new version of myself, no doubt. And I'm leading into all my new softness as I keep telling my PT. Because he's like, like, you look fine, your form is fine. I'm like, but my body is just soft. No, it's not. And he's like, I've trained a lot of mums. I was like, I know I'm not the first person to have a baby, but I feel very soft. Um, so I'm just trying to be kind to myself in the process. I think that's smart. But when you have a baby, you have all kinds of family and friends trying to bang bang your door down to see the baby while you're there in your messy bun and unshowered mm. glory. Um, and I read something on Instagram that was like, everyone's keen to see the baby, blah, blah, and they want to hold the baby, but no one's like there. To... And people are Asking like, when you... you... People are... There are heaps of people saying, when you see the mum, you should, you know ask to hold the baby and yes people ask to hold the baby but they're not holding the baby so that you can shower and whatnot blah blah they just want to hold the baby get a photo and go home like it's yeah it's i feel like i didn't want to come over because i didn't want. i to, like that i don't want to come like when you're ready to come out and see us or for me to come over you'll ask yeah like we have a relationship close enough that you would yeah. communicate that i would feel like if i came over in like those first few days which i know is like such an old school thing too like you'd come over and you'd bring flowers or a balloon or something like i was just like let them do their thing but the other thing was that you surprised me yeah. like three days after or two days i after. was upset that you hadn't seen the baby and i was upset that some extended family members well had no but i was like i was like i don't want to come over and then I think I went for a walk with my mom yeah, and, Mitchell. and Mitch and like you just rocked up my door and I was like oh my god that was like crazy yeah and then I know you're gonna cry because <laughs> because I had a baby and I just came oh and god, saw you so weird. I felt really bad that I text you guys a photo of the baby when I was in bed no and you're like look at her and I was like I know you guys no oh my yet. god no and I don't think that people feel that way anymore like I think it's such an old school mentality like and different if it's like your auntie or like someone that you're really close to like family wise where they feel like they can just drop in but I don't think you should drop in on anyone because the other thing is like you don't know where like yeah, right. physically like, imagine... you could have been like torn and like so sore or mentally you could have been exactly. absolutely like rattled I don't want to add another pressure it's I think it's selfish for people to be like we want to see your baby exactly and there was a another Instagram post that I will also share. It was just like the top 10 shitty comments that people make. Like, but one of them that I always think about because I have someone in mind that I know would come over and say this, and I'll tell you off air, <laughs> that like you, they'd come over unannounced and the baby's sleeping and their first thing is like, oh, but Wait damn, her up. Like, damn, I wanted to hold her. I wanted to give her a cuddle. Like, oh, she's sleeping. 
Um, okay, so I did that the other day in coffee, oh. and I was like, Rue, wake up. Oh. I, took, I took her out of Steph's arm, and like, I walked up the street a bit, and I was, like, the I was like, wake up, wake up, wake up, and she was like, um, no, and like, I was literally rocking her, like, wake up, and baby, no, wake up. I'm very lucky that I'm not like, holy fuck, no, she's got an hour left of her nap. <laughs> lucky, because I got home, and I was like, Mitchell Kelsey was like, fucking prodding the baby. <laughs> Pricking the baby, being like, rude. I was like, rude. I was like, smacking her bum, but she loves a bum smack. She loves a bum pat. And she was like, no, like, I'm sleeping now. To all of you out there, we wanted this episode to be super long and super long-winded and cover a lot of topics, yeah. but I'm going to call it there. Are you I sure? reckon. Do you want to keep going? No. Nah. Okay. I reckon this should be a two-part series. Yeah, I think so. Um, so <clears throat> in our next, I reckon you still want to listen. We talk about Baba Riviera. Is that how you say her name? I think so. I think so too. She's a Swedish American from New York. Um, and how she is coping with a business that she's just launched whilst having her baby. Uh, I'd say early. They were, I think 36. Oh, they were, her baby was 36 weeks. Oh, was she early? So considered preterm. Um, but you want to listen, I promise. Yeah. This is more. About like the serious side of things. Yeah, and like um shaming part of me. And judgment. Shaming, yeah. Judgment. But also like from social media, like these people that are shaming her don't know her. No, or her personal situation. Or what crazy. what support she has in the background, you know, or where she sits mentally. And so. I think it ties back to Emily's conversation about like not wanting her child to grow up with any preconceived ideas and it's like well what is the preconceived idea of when a mother has a child where her limitations lie as a person or as a job or what she does as a mother for example being home the whole time or having a night nurse or going back to work and it's like well if I don't work you're not going to have anything to eat exactly so where do I draw the line exactly so I think there's lots to discuss and I think you know, for a lot of our listeners, we never really touch on this kind of serious stuff and it doesn't have to be super serious. I just think it's fundamentally important if you're a woman, mm. regardless of the fact that you want to have a baby or not. Yep. I hate to cut it short, but I'm late for my Chinese dinner. Yeah. All right. We go to Johnny Who, guys. If you're in the Shire, like, you'll you want to know. We'll so talk we'll come about back it next and talk about it. Okay. Love, I you. love you. Bye.